Gwen Parnell is staring out the window of an Amtrak train. I'm going to Williston to see my two sons who are working on the oil fields there. She boarded the train in St. Paul. Twelve hours later, she's nearing her destination. Ladies and gentlemen, our next station stop Williston, North Dakota is coming up next. When Parnell travels, she almost always drives, but not this time. My boys, you know, they want me to be safe, so they wouldn't let me drive by myself being a woman on the road for that long. She's not alone. In the first seven months of Amtrak's fiscal year, nearly 34,000 people jumped on or off trains in Williston. That's nearly as many riders as Spokane, a city with about 10 times as many people. What we used to see was passengers getting on in Seattle and Portland, going to St. Paul, Chicago, Milwaukee. Dan Valley is Amtrak's district manager of stations. Now that's definitely uh, a North Dakota stamp on the train. People getting on in Williston going to Grand Forks. People getting on in Fargo going to Williston. If ticket sales continue at the current pace, Williston ridership will hit about 57,000 by the end of this year. That's a 93% jump from a year ago. High gas prices seem to be a contributing factor to the ridership boom. It played a role in Jared Luckenbill's decision to hop on board. For A, I guess the highways aren't always safe anymore, and, and B, I guess uh, gas miles and, and prices, I guess, make sense. His pickup gets just eight miles a gallon, meaning Luckenbill saved about a hundred bucks by taking the train round trip from St. Paul to Williston. The increase in ridership has prompted Amtrak to install an automated ticket machine in the Williston Depot. Again, Dan Valley of Amtrak. To my knowledge, this is the most remote location in the country that we have this automated feature. That's taken some of the pressure off of station agents, but not enough. Amtrak is hiring an additional person in Williston and warning riders via email and an automated phone message to arrive early. When they arrive, they often find a crowd. The station was renovated back in the early 90s, and the waiting room, the historic waiting room, was reduced in size, taking into account the ridership that we had at that time. And now we see the waiting room uh, is too small <laughs> for the ridership. Waiting rooms aren't the only crowded places. Parking near the Williston Depot is tough to find. That's also true in Stanley, another oil patch city served by Amtrak. Places like Stanley, a parking lot that we have maybe 10 spaces, there's probably 75 to 100 cars at Stanley right now. And the parking lot is a lot of gravel, a lot of dirt, um, just a huge expanse that the station sits in the middle of, and cars have just cropped up overnight. Ridership in Stanley is also on track to nearly double. For the first seven months of the fiscal year, it's at 6,500 people, more than all of 2011. Instead of riding coach, more and more oil patch customers are opting for more expensive sleeper cars. Yep, I've been expecting you. How are you doing? Good. You're in room seven, okay. What you do, your room's ready. All right. So you go in here, sir, and you make a left. Go up According to Amtrak, Williston and Stanley sleeper car sales are rising faster than coach sales. Sleeper car sales are on track to more than double in both markets. Anybody else for 7.30? Okay, gentlemen. Sir, you're in 15, 20 years ago on the train, when you'd look at a manifest, um, you'd see most of the sleeper activity. The big cities, Chicago, Seattle, Portland, um, Spokane, Whitefish. But there's a lot of people from the oil fields that they're going home or, you know, they're bringing their families out here or they're going to visit their families and they just opt for, for that special touch, they'll get a sleeping car. For the first seven months of this fiscal year, more than 5,000 people 
have plopped down big bucks for sleeper cars in Williston and Stanley. For Prairie Public and the Black Gold Boom Oil Series, I'm Todd Milby.